1: posters and welcome to the last post the final word in this the most final of worlds today's episode marks the 24th of June of the year 2020 happy birthday today to lionel messi fighting through his football career to outdo the achievements of his nemesis lionel Neat. and on this day <laughs> and on this day in history in 1527 don't
0: back down don't back down
1: <laughs> On this day in history in 1527, Paracelsus publicly burned all standard medical textbooks in a big fire in Basel as a protest against the current teaching and practice of medicine. That's aged well. (laughs) A big day for Jewish persecution in history today in 1298, the Jews of... If Halbin in Austria were massacred in 1322, Jews were expelled from France for the third time in 1648. Cossacks slaughtered 2,000 Jews and 600 Polish Catholics in Ukraine, the Catholics leaking in under the wire there. In 1843, on this date, Vincenzo Soliva decreed no Jew could live outside a ghetto in Italy, and in 1941 the entire Jewish male population of Gozdi in Lithuania were exterminated. So that's fun. Uh, it sort of explains why all Jewish holidays are just about how sad Jewish people are about all of history. <laughs> Your guest today on the podcast, just back from his most recent isolation reality television show crossover with the SpaceX Dragon launch, 36 days in a pod with Bear grills in space, Andrew Zaltzman, welcome back to the show.
0: It's good to be back. Yeah, it's nice to be talking to someone who's uh, who's got some clothes on. Bear likes to <laughs> go au naturel, particularly uh, in zero gravity, which is... Uh, you know, distracting at at best.
1: Coming up today, we'll be talking all the latest in Gen Z prankster news, including the K-pop Trump rally pranksters who have taken credit most recently for low attendance rates at Trump's most recent rally. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. And in the news today, a study out of Princeton University has demonstrated that fake news is a fixable problem after proving that people in the United States and in India were less likely to say a false headline was true after they were given tips on how to spot misinformation. The tips included, do you disagree with it? Is it about an alligator? and does it confirm your worst suspicions? Andy are you any good at spotting fake news?
0: Oh yeah, I am. If it's in a newspaper, it's almost certainly fake. Uh you've you've just you've have to set an extremely high bar for uh for truth, Alice, and the benefit of that is it means that uh everything is false. Uh and uh, you know in the grand <laughs> scheme of things that just clears so much time. From your schedule, instead of trying to work out whether something is true or nearly true, just assume that everything is a lie and uh, you won't go far wrong.
1: (laughs) Meanwhile, Harry Potter fans who have been outraged by J.K. Rowling's recent statements about the trans community have officially excommunicated J.K. Rowling from her own fictional universe, while on the other side of the page, activists who are anti-trans have gone through the entire series of the Harry Potter books, replacing everybody's name with the mention of their genitalia. For example, Hermione, who had a vagina, and Harry, who had always had a penis.
0: <laughs> I think that's pretty much how Homer used to do it in the, the early drafts of the Iliad and the Odyssey. That's uh, basically the epithets were just about your groin.
1: Moderately testicled Ron.
0: <laughs> Achilles of the, f- <laughs> the, the, the fruity wang. <laughs>
1: That's all the time we have for the headlines that we don't have time for, because now it's time for your ads.
0: Divinely clodged Aphrodite.
1: <laughs> aphrodite of the foamy clam.
0: Family shell.
1: Are you looking for something to put your knives and forks in before you're ready to wash them that feels a little bit more like washing them than just chucking them into the bottom of the empty sink? try placing your used knives and forks upright in the incidental half glass of water that's always in an empty sink. You'll feel like you're pre-soaking them, or something, and you can put off having to wash them until a level of sink excess is reached that positively requires action. Half a glass of water. Spoken by Alice Fraser for the Putting Things Off Society of Northwest Latvia. Half a glass of water. Who left it there? And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by self loathing. Want to sell something? Want to buy something? Want to write a novel or sabotage a relationship or get abs? Try a concentrated dose of self loathing two to 74 times a day. Self loathing is the quickest way to change a thing you don't like about your life without addressing the underlying issues at all. Self loathing. Why haven't you tried one today, you idiot? <laughs>
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: That's all the time we have for your ads for today because now it's time for your top story.
0: The last post.
1: Your top story today is Gen Z prankster news. And you are the shining beacon, the light at the front, the mascot, as it were, of Generation Z. Yeah. What's happening in the world of Gen Z pranksters right now?
0: Well, yeah, I mean... the. Yeah, it's pretty clear what the Z stands for in uh, Generation Z, or, or or Z as it's correctly called. And uh, but I, you know, I like think <laughs> I don't belong to any specific generation, Alice. I, I, I belong to to all humanity. But it's interesting that the uh, younger generation getting involved in politics often accused of being a little apathetic of. Uh, yeah, you know, led to Donald Trump um, having uh, a rally that was uh, sparsely attended, and uh, the the one just today um, he turned up and uh, it was in a, a garden shed, and he just shouted <laughs> at a lawnmower for half an hour, and then claimed that it went very well. I mean, it is not looking good for Trump at the moment. He, he, he's uh, he, it's really going to you know he's, he's riding low in the polls. It's really of going to challenge his campaigns skills at voter suppression and electoral manipulation. Uh, and to be fair, if they, <laughs> if they can pull it off, then you've just got to say fair play to them. But it's, um, it's interesting that, you know, the success of this sort of interfering pranksterism, uh, and in many ways, you know, Trump himself is you know, the arch pranks. I mean, you could basically just look at his entire presidency as an elongated prank, and actually it makes a lot more sense to look at it in that way than uh, than anything else, but the uh, you know the K-pop inspired anti-Trumpsters have gone beyond just trying to you know stop people going to his rallies and things like that. They've um, been going online and uh, buying all the burgers from the fast food delivery joints wherever Trump uh, <laughs> is currently staying. He's reported to be on the verge of starvation now. Um, they ordered all the Coca-Cola in America and had it delivered to a confused granny in Alaska. So Trump now is unable to drink. <laughs> Any liquid. He's on an intravenous drip, twenty-three hours a day. They've also made a lot of uh, online orders for cages, so Trump's immigration services um, have got nothing to keep children in. Uh, they've <laughs> tried cardboard boxes, but it's just, just uh, it's just not the same. So it's 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 proved it's proved highly uh, highly effective. And we've seen it before. You know the way that you know you, you sort of have this coordinated. You know, prank based activism. Uh, Take the example in Britain, um, deranged Tories bombarded the letters page of the Daily Telegraph and now the entire newspaper is dedicated entirely to them. So it does have some previous (laughs) uh, history of working and they've gone beyond politics as well. Now they've started voting uh, on things like uh, sports channels, which during lockdown are, uh, are giving their viewers the opportunity to vote on what archive material they're shown and um, they've really been subverting this process and making these sports channels show some really niche events on uh, Sky Sports Void Filler, former Sky Sports 32. They gave viewers (laughs) the chance to dig into the archives and thanks to the K-pop fans they've ended up showing unedited footage of the 1952 World Snooker Final in which Horace Lindrum beat Clark McConaughey 94 (laughs) frames to 49 over two weeks. And... You've got to bear in mind life expectancy was shorter then as well. I mean, that was a significant chunk of people's lives. So, uh, so but it's interesting, back to Trump, you know, it's, as I said, it's prank versus prank. And, you know, the 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 prank Trump has played is basically on A, America as it is now, B, the world, C, the human race, D, the environment, E, everything that lives in the environment, F, all Americans who lived in the past, uh, G, <laughs> God, and H, the future. Have I, have I missed any out? There's probably some other groups that he's... Uh, <laughs> He's uh, he's pranking, but um, but it's a very interesting development, particularly from K-pop. Now, um, are, are you a, are you a K-pop fan, Alice?
1: Look, I have sat in many a bubble tea parlour whilst yes. listening to the um, melodious strains of Blackpink, right. and I have to say that I am I'm not not a fan, but I'm mainly right. not not a fan because I know that if I assert that I am not a fan, people will try to convert me to it. <laughs>
0: I'll be honest, I'm not hugely up on K-pop. It's uh, it's, but you know, some, some of the uh, stars pumping out uh, the uh, soul music as I believe it's known uh, include uh, luminaries such as um K-Club 7, <laughs> um uh, K Direction, K uh, K-Nanorama, Kermin's um Kerman, <laughs> Kerman's Kermit's, um Kate's Bush, um Green Day <laughs> Goo, uh, Boo Sandy Denny, um <laughs> Nine Inch Yon Nails and uh, Day John Cougar Mellencamp, the big stars of the uh, the uh, <laughs> Korean pop music uh, scene. But I mean, it's not the most obviously subversive musical genre, is it?
1: No. Well, I mean, the thing to think about when you think about K-pop is a surprising number of sort of milky androgynous dancing people, and their yep. uh, their beautiful songs that sound a lot like the other beautiful songs that they do.
0: Right. Yeah, but it's not the most obviously politically subversive musical genre. Yet yeah, its fans are clearly influencing, you know, the future—the future of the world, if we can overstate things massively. But you know, with the American election, you know, the the influence that has. But you know, because K-pop itself, the music doesn't always go in for, you know, Dylan-esque social musings or the iconoclastic thrashings of punk or the political blastery of hip hop, for example. And K-pop seems as rebellious as a musical genre as the Mister Men books are. As literature um, in that, you know, it might be that the messages are well hidden, but they're not immediately obvious, But um, <laughs> which I might retract that, just thinking back over the Roger Hargreaves oeuvre. Some of his work is actually quite seriously hard-hitting. Mr Greedy is a scything satire on consumerism. Uh, Little Miss Calamity, a waspish reboot of the Adam and Eve story. Uh, Mr Tickle was, well, <laughs> prescient, let's just say that. Uh, li- Little Miss Suffrage was simultaneously heartbreaking and uplifting. And a little mm-hmm. mistrusting was uh, hauntingly graphic. So um, <laughs> so in- interesting. But I mean, K pop, you've you got to be uh, aware also of the difference between K pop, which comes from South Korea, and the North Korean version, NK pop, which is considerably less glossy, certainly even <laughs> less variety musically, a bit more militaristic, uh, not so good to <laughs> dance to, but uh, excellent for marching. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so much for that, Andrew. That is all the time we have for your top story right now because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. And remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at thelastpostatsomethingelse.com. Dear Alice and someone else, that's you today, Andrew.
0: Oh, yes, good.
1: Where can I find Dancy Lagarde's audiobooks? Regards, Chris. Ah, there's an interesting question, Chris. Uh, as far as I know, there are no Dancy Lagarde audiobooks currently available, though, of course, you are welcome to read one of the books sweatily into your own iPhone Notes uh, memo recording system and play it to yourself at night.
0: Yeah, wh- why do you need an audiobook? Just read it out loud. That's what an audiobook is. <laughs> How lazy if we got as a species? That we can't make our own audio books.
1: I know that Dancy Lagarde does encourage sort of fan fiction and remixes of their work. And, and so if you are willing to read out an, a Dancy Lagarde audiobook and make it available, I'm sure that uh, Dancy will require only the average sort of 70% of your earnings. So that's, I feel that's very fair.
0: She's always been very, very fair in, on the business side of things for all her success. But...
1: Yeah, cruel but fair. Harsh yeah. but fair. <laughs> Extremely aggressive but fair. That's all the time we have for your letters to the editor. Remember, you too can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at thelastpost@somethingelse.com. And thank you for listening to the Last Post today. We are here in your ears 366 days of this leap year, and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Your guest today on the podcast was Mr. Andrew Zaltzman. Andrew, have you got anything to plug?
0: Yeah, I do actually. I've had a new species of snail named after me, the Zolt snail. But they're proving quite hard to sell, so uh, <laughs> we've got a forty for the price of thirty offer on at the moment. If you order them uh, online, they should be delivered, uh, you know, within within uh, I think six hours of, of ordering. But you do really have to get them out of the box quickly, otherwise things get pretty <laughs> messy.
1: If you enjoyed the work of Andrew Altzman today on this podcast, you can go back into the feed and listen to episode one hundred and thirty-four, one hundred and forty-five, or episode one hundred and fifty, where oh, he awesome. did some excellent Zinger. Andrew Altzmaning. The last post is a Something Else Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. We thrive on your recommendations to friends, so please recommend us to your friends. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at at @alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or commit to the full Alice Fraser experience by signing up on patreon.com slash Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are Harriet Wells and Ped Hunter. As they and we always say, good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.